Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond to dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. I volunteered yesterday to give the message today, and when I sat down last night to write it, I decided to just um, use a first word that I've been working on and develop it more. So I apologize because as first words are meant to be, it's mostly about myself. Um, it reminds me of Thoreau saying, I should not talk so much about myself if there were anybody else whom I knew as well. So we're kind of in that position, sorry. My husband is very sweet about picking prescriptions up for me. And the last time I noticed that they had, as usual, put really tiny pills into a really big bottle. This annoys me because I have a lot of prescriptions. And if they would use the smallest possible bottles, instead of giving me bottles that are only a quarter full, I might get down to one shoebox full of prescriptions instead of three. So I said, this is what I hate most about Walgreens. And my husband replied, this is what you hate most? <laughs> not that the drive through was closed, not the 20 people in line, not the short staff, not the way they always mess up our insurance. I didn't want to point out that those things hadn't affected me because he picked up the prescription. <laughs> so I said, well, it's my pet peeve. I realized that I sounded defensive or protective, almost attached to my irritation, and that got me thinking about the whole idea of pet peeves. I think pet peeve is a particularly apt phrase. For me, they are peeves, irritations, or annoyances that I am attached to, like a pet that I indulge and coddle. I really love my pet peeves. I give them a lot of attention. I worried that I was alone in savoring my pet peeves, so I started asking friends if they had any, and I was so relieved when the first two people I asked said that they had too many to list or organize. And when one of the nicest people I know not only described their pet peeve as petty, but then admitted to a passive-aggressive response to it, I was especially relieved, since mine often seem pathetic and irrational. But isn't that sort of the thing about pet peeves? They're not usually righteous indignations or serious concerns. They're usually minor things. I asked my husband if he had any pet peeves, and he said that he didn't. But a half hour later, he went on a tirade about the closed captioning on the TV. And I said, I think you have a pet peeve. He agreed and has since proceeded to let me know about other newly discovered pet peeves, many of which have to do with me. And that's something I heard a lot that pet peeves often have to do with the people we are closest to. Thinking more deeply about pet peeves, though, I realize that often they are covering up a deeper issue. As an example, I'll tell you about my number one pet peeve, although I'm embarrassed too because it's ludicrous, and also because it's something that many of you might do, and I'm afraid of alienating everybody. 
So I don't really want to share this, but my biggest pet peeve, or you could say cherished annoyance, is when I go to an Asian restaurant with someone who is not Asian and who never uses chopsticks at home and they ask for chopsticks. I realize this sounds ridiculous. And believe me, the many people who I have shared this pet peeve with have assured me that it's absurd. So I was wondering why it annoys me so much. I realized that it is it only annoys me when one particular couple does it. Partly, I feel it's a little like cultural appropriation and a bit as if they're exoticizing or making a game of the culture, but it's more than that. One of these people thinks it's hilarious to add poor favor to the end of his order in a Mexican restaurant and then laugh hysterically. In general, I think he shows no respect for other cultures. Thinking about this pet peeve in this couple, though, I realize that although we act as if it is, this relationship is not actually a friendship. We don't really share mutual values, respect, or probably even affection. Instead, what I experience from them seems to be one-upmanship and passive aggression. But because my husband and I don't have a lot of couple friends, and because he's known one of these people for 60 years, I have ignored all of the problems in the relationship and continued to go out to socialize with this couple and then seethe over their chopstick usage. By focusing on and cherishing this little annoyance, I could avoid looking at the bigger picture. Looking at other pet peeves, I could see how I was using some of them to cover up or relieve stress about situations or problems that I didn't really want to or couldn't do anything about. I realized that if something so trifling is upsetting me about a person or a situation, then I probably need to take a deeper look at what is wrong with that relationship or situation. Sometimes when a pet peeve arises, there are things I need to address or change. Usually, though, I think I'm being called to show more grace. Life is hard and we are all human. People are generally doing the best they can. Even Walgreens. My son, Robert, always says, if they could do better, they would do better. I should remember that perhaps we are here to walk each other home, not to slow each other down over minor irritations. What I really came to recognize is that I'm in the habit of thinking about and talking about my pet peeves a lot. In fact, like all pets, I feed them and groom them. I exercise them regularly. I actually enjoy having them around and spending time with them. I dote on them. I give them a lot of my attention and energy, and I began to wonder how I could spend that attention and energy in more productive ways. I asked myself what the opposite of a pet peeve would be. Philippians 4.8 says, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I wondered how my how it would change my life if I began to cultivate pet delights instead of pet peeves. And so I began practicing. When I first wake up and then throughout the day, especially when a pet peeve pops up, I stop to ask, what is the pet delight in this situation? I find that the act of pausing and looking for the pet joy makes the space to follow the directive of Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. And it's been amazing. It can turn a bad situation right around. It's hard to feel irritation or annoyance or even pain when I'm looking around for what I love best. And I increase the joy in a good situation by looking for what I most cherish in it. It could be a color or a feeling or a person or an object, anything. I find it and then I savor it. I coddle it and indulge it. 
Having pet peeves narrowed my focus. I would bring my attention to this one little annoyance and keep it there. But when I ask what is the pet delight, I gain a broader perspective as I look around for the thing I find most delightful. Often I find that I can't narrow it down to just one delight. I see delight after delight and find myself immersed in a sense of being abundantly blessed. Before, I shut everything else out to spotlight the thing irritating me. Now I take in more of the goodness of life. Deuteronomy 30.19 says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. As fond as I have been of my pet peeves, I find that indulging my pet delights, my blessings, is a way to choose life. Here are some queries meant not as directives, but as possible starting points for reflection as we gather in expectant, waiting silence and listen openly to God, the light, the seed, the inward teacher, or the living Christ. Are there pet peeves? cherished annoyances or irritations that you have been coddling? Have you covered up deeper concerns by focusing on annoyances? What are your pet delights? How do you broaden your perspective to bring more of the goodness of life in? What does it mean to you to choose between life and death, blessings and curses? Hey, Thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. <laughs>